You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, literally wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at NOLA Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Friday have you all calmed down or do you still have Zion fever because it is straight up gripping the world at this point? We're going to talk about that in today's show, the phenomenon that is Zion Williamson. We'll also talk a little bit about some of the broadcasts that went on in the game uh, against the San Antonio Spurs and the discussion about Zion too and how we should have that discussion because look, some of this stuff is fair to talk about and should be talked about. But maybe there's a better way to go about it. And we'll look at all of that. Plus, preview tonight's game. The second game with Zion Williamson taking on the Denver Nuggets. We'll look at that in the third segment. So let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. So we talked yesterday about Zion's first game, his impact on the court, what we expect and hope to see going forward, some of the issues with the rotations and the minutes and him being pulled, which was a medical uh, team decision instead of a head coach or David Griffin decision. But you can, now that we're a day or so removed, you can kind of see that this was truly a spectacle of a day, a, a very like almost landmark kind of day, an event, if you will, that has kind of maybe far reaching impacts, which we don't have to get into. But to give you some sort of context around this, ESPN released the numbers for his debut game, and it's pretty wild. And this comes from, of course, the Nielsen rating system. So of uh, this peaked at 2,777,000 viewers with an average of 2.357 million viewers. That is an insane percentage. That is up 88% versus last year's comparable game. This comes from at Ben underscore ESPN, Ben Cafardo. And the bigger number here, which I think is kind of surprising, is it scored a 1.6 US rating, which is up 100% year over year for non-NBA uh, non games. And this was the highest rated non-NBA, or non, not non-NBA, non-Christmas Day game that the NBA has seen this year. That's kind of absurd. This means that 1.6% of all TVs in the U.S. were tuned into this game, I believe. Or maybe it's TVs that they check. But overall, that is a significant percentage of people that wanted to see Zion Williamson play basketball. I did a radio spot that's airing on Saturday in the U.K., I have uh, actually don't think I've been abroad just yet, and I do a lot of radio spots, and I've had a lot over the past couple of days too. I've talked to others who cover the team. They've had nonstop radio hits and TV hits as well. So there is, it's a good time to be in the Zion business is maybe the best way to put this, that numbers for everyone are up when it comes to Zion. And this is for, you know, this small market team here in New Orleans that maybe no one wants to play for, blah, 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 blah. It is clear that Zion is a draw. 
And when you look at the NBA ratings all season long, you can kind of look at this and go, oh yeah, maybe the ratings are down because Zion hasn't played. Kevin Durant hasn't played. Kyrie Irving has missed games. The Clippers do load management with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, and Paul George has been hurt. AD has missed games. The Warriors would be a huge draw if they weren't injured. Maybe it's not. It's maybe this is as simple as stars attract attention, and it has nothing to do with the social media aspect of it. And these numbers kind of bear this out. This was like a must-see event of the NBA season the other night in the Smoothie King Center. Again, they had about eighty to ninety more credentialed media than they have ever had before, more so than a playoff game. That is bananas. There's worldwide reach on this. When I was talking to the guy in the UK, he was telling me that Zion Williams' debut was one of the headline articles on BBC.com. That's probably, if I had to guess, maybe one of the most widely read websites in the world. And he was one of the top stories on there. That's nuts. The Los Angeles Lakers played the New York Knicks in New York in Madison Square Garden. And everyone who's anyone in basketball media was here in New Orleans. Instead of that, you had LeBron James and Anthony Davis playing in MSG and like no one showed up for it. That's bonkers. The Los Angeles Times, the team that co- or the paper that covers LeBron James and Anthony Davis. If you look at the picture of it and I forget who tweeted this out at me, so I'm sorry I'm not giving you credit for sharing this with me. They were above the fold. Below the fold was LeBron James and AD. You had the Pelicans get top building in the Los Angeles Times on a night where the Lakers beat the New York Knicks. There is Zion appeal. There is Zion fever. There is Zion phenomenon. Whatever you want to call it, Zion is a draw. And that is all here now in New Orleans. If you're a fan of the Pelicans and you want them to kind of get the recognition and credit they deserve, this is pretty cool to see. Now, if you don't care about that, who cares? But these are numbers, you guys. This is a thing. There's no other way to put it that all of these metrics I'm telling you are massively, massively impressive. And for people who are like, oh, who cares about Zion? Now, everyone, everyone cares. If you looked at the top trending things on Twitter during the game, it was like all Zion. It was nuts he basically broke the internet and took over not just the u.s not just the new orleans news cycle the u.s news cycle and like the world news cycle there is impeachment going on right now and people are putting zion ahead of all of that mickey loomis did you guys know he spoke to the media at the senior bowl yesterday or the day before on wednesday because i didn't And I'd be willing to bet a lot of you had no idea the GM of the Saints was giving comments about Drew Brees' future because you were so focused on Zion and all the media attention was on Zion. When does that ever happen? And the craziest thing, and I've only heard this, I haven't seen the video just yet. I've been trying to track it down. Someone needs to share it with me, so please do. We've talked about how if you go to bar to bar in New Orleans during just a regular Pelican season, they're not going to have the game on. You could walk into a place and Fox Sports won't be on, even if the Pelicans are playing in there, a freaking sports bar. They'll just have like regular old ESPN or something else on instead. Someone supposedly, I mean this because I'd actually like to see this, and this is the most impressive part of this to me, if this is actually true. So I hope it is. And anecdotally, what people have told me it is true. Someone went from bar to bar in the French Quarter filming it, and every single bar had the game on. And had people huddled around the TV wanting to watch this. 
That doesn't happen here in New Orleans with the Pelicans. So if they're trying to kind of get into the zeitgeist of New Orleans, this is doing it. It's Zion. Maybe sometimes this is just simple as personality-based and excitement-based, and it is. Now, to be fair with the bar thing, a lot of those places just have the games on, you know, have their TVs on ESPN anyway, and this happened to be what's on ESPN, so that helps you, I think, a little bit with it. But overall, this is a night for New Orleans basketball. Was a night for New Orleans basketball, I guess. Unbelievable to see. You know, you were probably talking about it with your coworkers the next day. That doesn't always happen like it does with the Saints on a Monday morning or I guess a Tuesday morning, depending on when they play. This is unbelievable. And Zion is just, it's a thing. It's impressive. It's fun. Roll with it. Because who knows if it'll, one, it won't sustain at this level the entirety of the time. But you know what? People have been wanting this for so long here in New Orleans, and it is finally happening. Take a moment and just kind of try to appreciate what you're seeing and witnessing and kind of being involved with. So the game on Wednesday was a lot of fun, and frankly, it probably was going to be a lot more fun if you had bet on some of the props of Zion Williamson. The points scored, the minutes played, the rebounds um, that he was going to grab. I think all three of the overs cashed on that. And MyBookie.ag is here to help you with all of that. You the type of fan that knows basketball so well you could choose any game and call it? Well, MyBookie is the place for you because they let you turn all your sports knowledge into cash in your wallet. You've got the Super Bowl, the stretch run of the NBA season, college basketball season. Frankly, it's just time to get off of the sideline and in on the action with MyBookie. You can go big, bet a bunch of the favorites in a parlay with a little bit of money, win a lot if you get them all correct. You know what you're doing, so pick the winners, get a big payout. So if you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. Just use promo code LOCKEDONNBA to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code LOCKEDONNBA to take advantage of MyBookie's generous sign-up offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. So Wednesday's game against the San Antonio Spurs, despite the loss, was a pretty great day, I think, in New Orleans sports history and will go down as such. And overall, even with the loss, people seem pretty happy and no one seems that concerned about it. But there is something that seems like it has kind of put a bit of a, I don't know, almost like a, not quite a dark cloud, but kind of soured the day a little bit. And it sounds like it was the ESPN broadcast. I've caught parts of it, but I didn't really listen to the whole thing. One, I was at the game, and two, as a as a public service announcement here, usually on every national broadcast game, you also can get the Fox Sports call of it. So if you're in market, if you're in New Orleans, tune into Fox Sports New Orleans and get Joel Myers and Antonio Daniels calling the game. You don't need to listen to the ESPN broadcast, and you can listen to the two guys that call the Pelicans on a daily basis, every single game basis, and know this team better than almost any other broadcasters are going to be out there. Or if you really want to have some fun, and you've got to kind of have the right like heart for this because he might make yours explode, you can tune into the radio call too through the Pelicans app if you're in market or the ESPN 100.3 FM app, or like the iHeartRadio app, whatever it is. And you can get Todd Graffanini as your play-by-play guy. And if you haven't heard his call of when Zion started to go off in that, it is a lot of fun. It's just as much fun, honestly, his call in English, as it is if you haven't heard the 
um, foreign language calls, whether it's Korean, whether it's the Spanish broadcast, or whether it's the Portuguese broadcast. Uh, it is a lot of fun to hear those. Todd, who is awesome, just as fun. You've got Daniel Salerson that is often there as the color commentator. Same with John DeShazer, yeah, sorry, John DeShazer, depending on what's going on with the Saints. They are a lot of fun. Listen to those radio broadcasts once in a while or sync them up so that's the call that you get when you're watching the game. There's a way to do it. I also might look into doing kind of like a sidecast idea with it so you can watch along with me during an away game potentially. That's neither here nor there right now and something just kind of to think about for the future. But it sounds like people were really upset with this because the conversation, other than the non sequiturs that kind of just happened out there, immediately started to dive in and delve on Zion Williamson's weight. And I've talked about this here on the podcast and on the radio too, but this shouldn't be a thing, at least not just yet. I think it is totally fair to discuss his weight and his conditioning as we do for any other player. I've made jokes about Nikola Jokic, who the team is playing tonight with the Denver Nuggets, being fat and lazy. It's okay, particularly when he's acting lazy out there on the court and it's impacting their play. This is how it goes. But here's the thing. This was Zion's first game. You don't know if he's in shape or not in shape. You don't know if he's fat or not fat or overweight or whatever it is. I don't know if we can make these determinations just based off of what we're seeing. What's kind of the point of that? And I don't think there really is one. I think this is one of those things where, you know what? You've just got to wait and see if this is a thing or an issue at the end of the regular season. While Zion wanted to stay in the game and while Alvin Gentry wanted to keep him playing, the medical staff, I think, made the right call because, frankly, he looked a little winded at the end of that six-minute stretch when he went on that insane run. So it doesn't really bother me that all of a sudden Zion was out of the game. I think this is just the right thing the team did because it's a bit of a concern. And that's okay. It's his first game. You don't get in game shape without playing in games. It's just not the same kind of thing. So if this is a concern at the end of the season, then yeah, maybe we need to talk a little bit. But if it's not and it might not be, then let's not worry about this. And when you watch him out there, at times he did look a little bit sluggish, but I think that had more to do offensively than, uh, sorry, with him not knowing where to go out on the court and being more indecisive rather than being too slow or too out of shape to get to those spots. It's not like you have to do a ton of running in the half court. And the NBA has tracking data on this. We can track their average speed out there on the court and see how guys did. And guess what? Zion Williamson was pretty fast when it comes to his average speed. He had an average speed of miles per hour of 4.63. That's better than Drew Holiday, who was at 4.49. J.J. Redick at 4.47. Frank Jackson, who was also at 4.47. And Lonzo Ball, who's at 4.33, along with Brandon Ingram at 4.26. He was, in theory, according to the NBA tracking data, faster than those guys. So is he out of shape? Is he slow and sluggish? Or is he just not knowing where to go and it kind of stalls him just a little bit? And I think it has more to do with that. So overall, you look at this and I go, I don't know if I'm ready to say he's fat and out of shape. I think it's just, let's give it a little bit more time. We can have this discussion. We should have this discussion, honestly. I just don't think we can do it three minutes into the first game that he's ever played. I'm not going to call it disgraceful or anything like that. 
it just seems like eh, that's probably not the best way to kind of go about this. This could be a concern, but the Pelicans have said they're not worried about it. Zion has said he thinks his size can be an advantage. ESPN from um, Baxter Holmes had a great article that I've talked about here on the show saying, you know what? When you look at him getting the mechanics right, if the mechanics are right, no one in who's a doctor is concerned about the weight whatsoever. As long as you get that right, it's better that you have the mechanics right than if you're skinnier or you weigh less and you kind of come down straight legged or whatever. So they've worked on all of these things to just make him a like more fundamentally sound athlete. As long as you're doing that, I don't think this is a big issue whatsoever. So people are going to talk about it. And we've got other data that says, nah, don't worry about it. Or it's not a concern or it's not ever going to be a concern or it's not a concern right now. If people say that, throw that back out there. I just gave you the speed data here from him. It's going to kind of tell you all you need to know. Also, with the tracking data and the advanced data that comes out usually the day after or much later that night, and it didn't upload till yesterday, Zion, we talked about it, getting double teamed to the high post when they got him the ball often and finished with three assists on the night. But I said he was making the right pass and doing the correct basketball thing out there on the court, and the Pelicans just weren't converting. Well, guess what? He could have had a total of six assists in that game with the passing. It's pretty good. Getting three, I thought, in his debut game was pretty impressive. I think that he could have had six if guys made their shots, and that doesn't count the turnover on that first or second pass he made to uh, Derek Favors, who was cutting from the corner towards the basket baseline, and he just kind of missed him but made the right read. The basketball IQ is there. That can't be taught usually. And the fact that he's kind of making the right reads, the right passes, and the Pelicans are just missing – All of that, very encouraging sign going forward. So we talked in the first segment about the ratings, and frankly, it is a good time to be in the Zion business. And if you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all of the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach Pelicans fans here. But you may not know that Locked On Pelicans is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Pelicans fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On Pelicans gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast list, doesn't help you if someone in California hears your ad for a company that's based here in New Orleans, but you're getting a locked on podcast listener, which is much more likely to be local. And if your company wants to connect with Pelicans fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this locked on podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. So text the word advertising to 33777 or visit Visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising to let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help you achieve your uh, sales and advertising success here with Locked On Pelicans. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast slash uh, LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. So we're kind of going a little bit long here, and I'm going to save this topic for Monday, but wanted to mention the All-Star starters came out. No Brandon Ingram in there, but he is finished, or he has finished right now at seventh in the Western Conference in terms of front court players. So the starters are already there, and he's got a composite ranking of seven, eighth in the fan rank, and then sixth in both the player and media rank. So he's not a starter, but the reserves are picked by the 30 NBA head coaches, where they're going to pick three front court players 
two guards and two wild card picks from either position group. Basically, it gives him a he's got five chances to get on this. I think where he finishes, that seems pretty good. Carmelo Anthony, not likely to get in there from the head coaches. He finished at six ahead of him. So I think it's giving uh, Brandon Ingram a very good chance to be on an all-star team this year. We'll talk more about that on Monday. We'll save a whole segment for that, just kind of focusing on him in his case. But it's worth mentioning since that came out yesterday. So the Pelicans take on the Denver Nuggets. It's a game day here in the Crescent City. Second uh, game for Zion Williamson against a team that the Pelicans have done well against. They've won their first two games against them so far this year, also playing only on holidays. First game on Halloween, the Pelicans won 122-107. Then on the Christmas Day game, Pelicans winning 112-100 over the Nuggets in what was a big surprise upset right there, right there. The Nuggets sit fourth in the Western Conference currently. Not too bad. They're 30-14. That record's good. But they are banged up here coming into this one with the Pelicans. Basically just a long list of dudes who are out injured. You've got Gary Harris. He's going to be listed as questionable for this game. Um, was out, now is listed as questionable. The groin injury, you've got Michael Porter Jr. who's listed as day-to-day. Paul Millsap listed as out. Um, no return timetable for him. Same for Jamal Murray, um, who's out with an ankle as well. No timetable. And then you have Mason Plumley, power forward for him, who's going to be out for this game. So overall, they have a number of guys that are banged up who are key con- uh, contributors for this team, leaving their depth a little bit thin. You're going to see some young guys getting minutes for them that you haven't seen before. Now, that's got to make you feel kind of good here when you kind of look at it. And if you look at their points per game, they're still led by Nikola Jokic, 9.4 points per game, 10 rebounds, 6.4 assists, who's kind of rounding into form and shape than he had been early on in the year after maybe the first 15 games or so just kind of being blah for him. He's starting to become and play like an all-star. Jamal Murray is next on there, 17.6 points per game, 4.6 assists, 4 rebounds. Not looking like he's playing in this one. Will Barton, 15 points per game. Noted Pelican killer right there, so that's great. But then you've got Paul Millsap out, Gary Harris out. Jeremy Grant's going to be getting significantly more minutes. He's great and versatile, uh, especially defensively, but still not necessarily a go-to score. So the Pelicans look to have a significant advantage going into this one. But even without Plumlee in there and some of the aggressiveness of the um Denver Nuggets, they still can go after some of these offensive rebounds. Will Barton grabs you about two per game. Um, Michael Porter, if he plays, is going to get you about one. Nikola Jokic comes closer to three. They're one of the better offensive rebounding teams in the league. That can be a big problem. Plus, they don't turn the ball over. So you've really got to lock in on defense, something the Pelicans did not do against the San Antonio Spurs. That's probably where this one comes down. Can the Pelicans play some defense to get the occasional stop here or there? They do. They got the firepower and right now the health because their injury report looks pretty good. Uh, Josh Hart and J.J. Redick are both probable for the game. Kenrich Williams out. Darius Miller out. That's it. No Zion on the injury report. And it's worth noting he went through a full practice yesterday with no soreness. That's a really, really good sign about his health and his ability to get out there and contribute. So 
just enjoy the game, though. Right now, I know people are upset somewhat about the loss to the Spurs, but overall, just getting Zion out there and having some fun and seeing the future of the franchise is pretty cool. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you all for listening. Don't forget, as I lose my voice right here at the end, subscribe to Locked on Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from. Here Monday through Friday for you all, breaking down everything you want to know. No other podcast doing that. So subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. Tell a friend and leave a five-star review with a comment. Uh, game also against the Celtics at the on Sunday. We don't even need to touch on that. We have gone way too long for the show today. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Be back on Monday with you all to recap both games and then talk about Brandon Ingram as an all-star.